Welcome to Conversations with Klana, made for the modern woman who wants to raise her self-esteem, increase her satisfaction, and build happy and loving relationships with herself and others. More and more, women feel they have lost their spark and the connection to themselves and miss deep intimacy in their lives. Rather than accept a life that doesn't shine, they want to change to one that does. Join the conversation each week when Klana and her guests explore practical ways and positive solutions to living a new, authentic life based on self-love, connection, harmony, and joy. Now, here is your host, Transformation Catalyst, author and speaker, Klana. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Klana. And today, I have a special guest from Great Britain, Susan Kinley. And uh, she is a qualified energy healer and is currently also training with the British Academy of Sound Therapy. Susan offers a range of services tailored to meet the requirements of her clients. These include energy healing, chakra healing, meditation, emotional relief, breathwork techniques, and sound baths. Susan looks to identify energy blocks within her clients and work with them to create a greater understanding of where and why these blocks occur and to tailor a program to release them. Ha, that sounds really, really exciting. And welcome again, Susan. I am thrilled to have you here in my show today. Thank you so much, Clara, for inviting me. I feel very blessed. It's so nice to have a British accent again, because normally I'm talking to uh, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I, I love the variety. And I had people from Australia already, and actually from all over the place, in German speaking English as well. <laughs> so I think sometimes that's the best, to yeah. German speaking English. <laughs> I love that. It's funny. <laughs> And looking for the right words. Mm -hmm. Susan, let us know a little bit about what you do that uh, is more than what I just said and how you got there. So I teach meditation to groups of people online and in a local park at the moment. So at the present moment, that's that's happening. Um, I also offer one-to-one -one sessions with people online and um, in my home, full PPE, if you know what that is. Um, it's kind of the protective mask, hand sanitizer, you know, just to create a really good safe space. Um, I'm also planning to run next year retreats in a, um, a forest. I'll come on to that a bit later. Um, and how I came into this field, so I'm a healer, I'm an energy healer, and I have been this since I was small. So, and you knew about that, yeah, yeah. Wow. I knew that I kind of have to keep my ego right out of the way. Um, I knew that there was always something different, and I kind of had a sort of um, when I was around people who didn't feel very well or felt bit low or just generally off balance my hands would start to heat up um, and actually sometimes funnily enough they would go very very cold um, if there was inflammation 
And through the years of my life, it's probably started when I was about seven or eight. So through the years of my life, I've realized that I'm quite sensitive and I can um, feel energy in other people and I can feel energy in houses. Um, and obviously growing up, that was a bit of a strange feeling that luckily I had wonderful I have wonderful parents and um, was kind of brought up in a very grounded household uh, which is great for an empath <laughs> it's ex exceptionally um, important um, and throughout my life I've just sort of weaved in and out of energy and sort of crystal work working in massage and then when I was um, probably in just before I was 40, I had a really stressful job. I was in sales. I was just drawn into sales for some reason. And um, I was sitting in a meditation class. I hadn't meditated kind of properly before. And um, I had suffered with quite chronic anxiety and stress, particularly from the job, actually. And I was sitting in this wonderful um, studio. And the lady who has actually mentored me as well, Gillian uh, Lanay, she was, um, she was talking to me about meditation and how energy works. And during her guided meditation, incredibly beautiful, I just felt like a sort of, can best describe it, it's like a whooshing, um, like I was coming back from something. And I felt like really relaxing into the chair and there was a, there was a moment, um, and I now understand what that moment was. It was a kind of a, a sort of a clicking um, where a lot of people call it a light bulb moment where I just knew there was something else out there. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it. And it was um, intense feelings of love that I hadn't, I mean, I have loving parents and yeah. had a, got a loving husband and family, but this was different. Mm -hmm. It was intense feelings of unconditional love just pouring through my body. And it made me cry because it was exceptionally joyful. Um, and I, I had OCD at the time and I went home. And when I got out of my car, I used to check my car quite a lot and my front door and stuff like that, you know, the typical OCD traits. And when I got out of my car, I went into my house and then I realized I looked back and I hadn't done any of that. And it was a moment. Wow, cool. <laughs> Just a blissful kind of, people say, when did it happen soon? It was that moment in that, in that so studio. Was like a turning point? It was a turning point. And then I, Towards what? What happened then? <laughs> what was different? So what happened then? So I realized, A, I'd let go of the OCD, which was really important. Can you um, briefly explain what that is? Because um, OCD is, uh, for me, it's, for me, it was a form of um, controlling my anxiety. So I would, um, I, um, so it's basically, so I was constantly checking things like, so if I would shut the car, I would shut it and then open it and shut it and open it and shut it two or three times to make sure it was shut. So I was creating safety. 
Okay. Um, so I didn't, I only had it on quite a mild, I, I guess compared to some people I've spoken to, it's quite mild. But like at night, I would check the doors lot, but I would check it like maybe three or four times. Um, and nobody knew I had this. So you tend to find people with OCD, um, they hide it. Yeah. And um, so, but I realised what was underneath it was quite a significant amount of anxiety that I was masking with it. So with Gillian's help and with a lot of meditation and a fair amount of tears, I managed to kind of dissolve a lot of that anxiety. Yeah. Um, and that brought the energy in my body up. That's, that's probably the wrong word. I could really, when I'd released a lot of the anxiety, I realised that how joyful life really can be. Um, and then I found myself just walking through the woods and looking at trees in a different way and interacting with family and friends completely differently because I realized I was from that moment, I was really in control and I could control my emotions, how I reacted to people. And that was so empowering. And this is a different kind of control than the OCD control. Yes, completely. It's the empowerment. You are empowered to do the things and create the things that you really want. And the other thing was like a, a remote control of, of your control. Yeah. Uh, and what you, what you said, thank you for sharing that. It's so important exactly now in these times where uh, the whole world is fed by fear <laughs> or with fear i don't know what's the right preposition there so uh, we get the fear injected most more like more or less and there it's so important that uh, that there are people like you and uh, i include myself in there too <laughs> who help others to not get so much anxious to not uh, get that fear too near to themselves or dissolve it, let's say it like that, because if it's there, it's there and you should acknowledge it and you could should let it through your body and not push it away. That's not about it. It's about dissolving. And this is different for each person, how that could work. I totally agree with that. Um, so one of the methods that I, I taught um, myself at the beginning was um, a breathwork technique to try and look at the anxiety in a really gentle way so just kind of doing you know when you get the out breath to be longer than the in breath and and it was so simple and so empowering and I would practice this and if I would go into fear you know and you can kind of feel those tingles and you think oh that that doesn't feel so good but you don't push it away you just sit with it with the breath and then it kind of dissolves exactly And that's beautiful, you know, just to just to experience the, the to know that you've got the control to sit and just, I guess, holding the space for yourself, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. You know, I'm, I'm having some <laughs> all over my body because I, oh. I remember so many things. I was so anxious, such an anxious person, fearful for And at the same time, I was courageous. So it's, I'm full of contradictions, but <laughs> this anxiety, which I, I think I got from my mother mm -hmm. 
and uh, a lot of things are from from your you get from your parents and from the society so and it in the end it doesn't matter where you have it from you just it's good to handle it and uh, yeah and over the years i also learned some of those techniques and now i could say especially since these COVID times, as crazy as they might occur, or this might occur, what I'm going to say now, I'm happy about that. Because for me, it was like a jump over all this anxiety. And okay, sometimes it catches me again. Mm. But then I'm using my, my learned stuff, my technique, and then I can dissolve it again. So uh, I'm not a perfect person, not at all. And we all have emotions and, and it's uh, interesting to watch that. That's why we are in, in, in this human body. But to learn how to handle it and then to overcome it, that's a great thing as you described before as well. So it's some, such a relief. And then you can help other people who are not, that yet, uh, not yet there at that point. So you are you are teaching meditation, yes, in the park. That's that's that <laughs> makes me curious. Are you going to do that in winter too? Uh, is well, it like a walking, moving meditation? It's a sitting meditation. So the style of meditation that I teach is based around um, the breath work we talked about briefly. The getting the out breath longer than the in breath. And then kind of there's a little bit of yoga nidra involved. So scanning the body for, um, for tension and stress and just kind of releasing it. So the teaching styles that I can tend to be drawn towards are really simple because I've kind of practiced it on myself first. I use myself as a guinea pig quite a lot. And then think actually yeah that's making some significant changes in my life I'm going to develop that further or adapt it to a Sue method and then you know then use it in my session so um but the park has a really good energy because obviously the oxygen levels are higher um and then we do a bit of cloud gazing as well um most of the ladies um that come along to the group um, they tend to bring their chairs with them, folding chairs. Mm. And um, we have a bit of a standing joke at the moment. We were um, looking into, you know, the tent, the small tents. <laughs> you can buy them, they're tiny, you sit in them. <laughs> so we were saying we'd love to stay um, doing the meditation, even if it's raining or snowing. And if we had these little tiny, I think you... Um, you can buy them for, for sort of the side of football pitches and stuff like that. So you would, it's very tiny little tent. You could have that around you. You put them on your head or? No, it's quite high. But we looked at them all on, on, we looked at them all online and we were all laughing so much. We said, and one lady said, do you know what? I know we're all laughing, but I might get one. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fine, anything goes make yourself comfortable <laughs> possible. <laughs> but yeah I mean the park's a good place because we use we uh, meditate under a really big tree as well and it has a very um one lady described it as a very grand grandmother or grandfatherly energy a very wise energy um and I love I love teaching groups where there's different interpretations of a of an environment mm -hmm. um, and 
I mentioned that I was starting my sound healing. So I take all my sound bowls with me as well. And we experience the frequencies of the sound bowls in the park, which is really nice, actually. I can imagine. It's the really dogs, the dogs love it as well. So they are. <laughs> you, you see that? <laughs> That's the proof. <laughs> animals come, things must be good and light and frequency. <laughs> yes. I love it. And, you know, it's fairly small groups because of COVID, but um, it's still happening and happens every week. And I shall carry on until we can't. So you're doing yeah. it in London? In um, a place called Nonsuch Park, um, which is in um, Yule in Surrey. And it's um, used to be, years ago, it used to be owned by Henry VIII. It was a famous hunting estate. Um, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I've meditated in there for many, many years. And um, yeah, I was just drawn, what a friend of mine said to me, she, was, she came to see me once when I was meditating. And she said, oh, we should, we should form a group here. We should get a group going here. And I thought, oh yeah, why not? you know she was sent at the right time <laughs> and yeah. then you did it right away cool <laughs> this is this is good so um when you when you are working with people online you mentioned that before yeah it's also mostly about meditation and breathing yes so there's something that goes on so um as I explained before, I can feel energies in, in people. Um, and this seems to be, um, I seem to be able to do this now um, remotely and when I'm with the person. So um, most of the sessions I run a, ta a tailored to each person's need. So I never tend to know, it's very draw, it's very guided by spirit. So I never really know, you know what I mean, Clara, don't you? <laughs> It's the same. I think all we empathic people, we yeah. are working from our gut and from inspiration in that very moment. I almost never prepare for my no. clients. It what comes up comes up, and then we can handle it somehow in that moment, isn't it? Like that. I totally agree, and I feel, you know, the, the, when when I first started training, um, I used to plan. I'd be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to offer. And those sessions were great, but I felt like I could get more out of the session if I got out of the way. Yeah. So if I got out of the way and I let spirit come through me and, you know, use me as a, a vibrational field, then it was really magical. And I just have to learn to keep out of the way. <laughs> That is so cool. And yeah. it's, it's still, I'm still in awe of that because I didn't recognize that gift that I have uh, from an early age on, like you. It, it's only a few years ago when I realized, when I, I started to give massage to people, when from their feedback that they said, this is not only a massage, there's something else happening. Yeah. And I, at the moment, at the beginning, I couldn't even believe that. What? what are they talking about? Because I was for decades, for 50 years, I was just mind, mind driven. That's how I was conditioned. And then more and more, okay, I could believe it. And, but I still, it's still for me, it's somehow like so, so fantastic. And what's happening now, 
uh, yeah, more and more. And I think more and more people that are still in their minds will get to that place, nearer to that place that we are and even further on. And there, there is something which, which our mind cannot grasp at all, but it is there, definitely. And uh, what, what's important to me is to, to let people know that this is nothing to be afraid of. I totally agree. And, and do you know sometimes, you know, when you meditate and then you take your awareness to like the furthest sound. So this is something that I've been doing a while is so you take the awareness to the furthest sound just to stretch kind of the awareness and then bring it back. You know, when you bring it back inside and there's that sound almost inside you and you think, it's like a little bit of magic, isn't it? Wow. Try that. That's nice. It's a stillness. It's that stillness. You can go right down deep with it. That's really special, really. And there's so much joy. Someone saying to me, oh, is it, is, you know, I felt absolute joy when I was in that stillness. I thought it would be really calm and still soon. And I said, no, it can be anything joyful, gratitude, immense feelings of gratitude, joy, love, and some, st and some stillness as well. Yeah. But we're capable of feeling like in, and, and giving immense love, immense love. Yeah, that's it. And you mentioned that at the beginning as well. It's a different kind of love that is existing here. It is a, a big, big love for you. And really, it's unconditional for yourself, mm -hmm. for everyone else. And the, the, the whole world somehow, it is something bigger than us. And that has nothing to do with these romantic love relationships we, we have with our beloveds. It's, mm. it's different. It's almost like, um, so I, I feel that, you know, it's, it's a great, firstly, it's a great privilege to be here on earth. So I feel, always feel that. You know, and just, you know, I always have to remind myself, you know, I'm an expression of love. Everybody's expressing love and we create, we're creating a field, I guess, in, in the, what's the word? The collective consciousness is creating a field of love. And that sounds pretty fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah. If we could all sit in that field of love together, giving, receiving, expressing. Yeah. And wonderful getting there we are not that not yet there with the whole collective no <laughs> all, all that shit needs to be <laughs> so, yes. so maybe uh, some people will not believe that what we are what we are talking about at this moment but i am a big believer that everything will be fantastic <laughs> me too it's a choice it's your choice what you want to believe do you want to believe all these fear narratives or do you want to believe into the better life? And I definitely choose the second option. <laughs> definitely agree with that. It's funny, um, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Um, over the last um, couple of years, I'm a very good friend of mine who's a philosopher and he's been looking into ice baths and breath work. And um, so we've been doing, so he's gone the full, the full hog and gone, you know, the ice baths, the breath work, and I've been doing cold showers. So it was a choice to do it. 
So you know about you making, say about making choices. So I knew that I was going to push, have to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit and feel something completely new. Mm-hmm. So I started with these showers, just pushing the little gauge up a little bit. And then I went right. So I have my shower in the morning, normal shower, you know, wash my hair and everything. And then I take, do maybe a minute's worth of, um, people describe it as Wilm Hof breath work. Mm-hmm. So breathing in, breathing out, no gaps, just keep going for about a minute and then turn the shower to like ice cold. And I stand there for about 30 seconds. I know there's some brave souls out there that go for a lot longer. Oh, I admire you for doing that. <laughs> the choice, but the effect of it, Carla. So I do that, I wrap the towel around me and I feel so much more alive than when I first got in there. I can totally imagine that. For me, I am not yet there. I need a warm shower. <laughs> a few people have said to me, um, I put a post on my, uh, a story on my Facebook feed recently, and a few people said to me, I've tried it. And a couple of people said, I don't think it's for me, which is, again, a choice. Yeah. Um, and one lady said that she'd had um, she'd had depression for a long time and she's just started doing it. And she said even in two days of doing it, she has noticed a change in her behaviour, little changes where she's going. She's actually said she's sleeping better. She says, so why would that happen? She's sleeping better. Um, she's not so grumpy in the mornings. She's only done it twice. And I said to her, you know, what if you tried this for six months? She's like, I'm yeah. gonna do it soon. Who knows? Really, really great. And mm. um, yeah, so you know there is that spiritual aspect. <laughs> yes. Okay, that busyness aspect. Yes. And to bring these together in a balance. I think this is the important thing because just sitting there and um all the day or all day long and we we don't do it for the yogis it would it might work but not for us in our civilization so waiting there for something that comes upon me uh, without doing anything does not work and I, I learned that so because before I was totally in the doing 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 and then I uh, run into that spiritual aspect you need I just need to be only be being is everything it was nice but it ran me completely down financially <laughs> and now <laughs> and then comes the point where you see okay both both parts are okay but you need to bring them together to join them and find your own balance and that might be for every person something different mm-hmm. so that you but for me now looking backwards the being comes first and then out of the being comes the doing and as you say in english bring a do an aligned action yeah then you can do the action out of an alignment and what i was trained at least and i think a lot of other people also first do (laughs) and don't be at all (laughs) That was the first part of my life. So I'm so happy that this is going to change now to some kind of healthy normality. 
I feel so. I feel that we've got um, an inner kind of GPS system, a heart, I kind of like to call it the heart compass. We know deep inside what we're meant to be doing. And it's just trying to unpeel all the layers, whether it's through meditation, through yoga, through cold therapy, through um, just being just being in the woods and just literally being and you know to be so you are peaceful in in one moment and then you maybe want to be do more movement or dance or walking and then you may want to go back to just resting just to experience the balance of the two that's lovely isn't it just to what's that called is that something to do with the hermetic principles knowing you've got the balance of the two you've got the really busy you know the, the movement of the body and the doing and then the absolute stillness you know that stuff inside the absolute stillness it's lovely isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can see that in all areas of your life in your private life as well as in your business life I agree with that completely and it's I think you know as you go as we go through the next few months it's it's going to be inevitably bumpy um but i feel that if we can um be be present with one another and not judge so much not judge each other and ourselves um that can be really helpful um and looking do you know sometimes Carla, when you when you look at life from a different perspective and it you need to be quite awake to be able to do that just look at something from another perspective without judgment um and i found that meditation really helps with that helps me to i'm married you know obviously i need to be able to look at things from my husband's perspective <laughs> and it's you know it can be can have its own challenges can't it yeah of course and i'm yeah. happy that you mentioned uh this with a non-judgmental attitude. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting there more and more. I would say I'm really quite uh, non-judgmental. Of yeah. course, it's for some things, sometimes I have an opinion, but yeah. I can, can let anybody's opinion be, you know? Yeah. And I think this is important for the whole planet here and all the people there that we are training ourselves in these things. The other person is not bad or wrong because they have another opinion. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. let, let this person have their opinion and their truth and I have mine. We don't need to fight about that. No, I don't think we do. And it's lovely, again, use the word empowering. You know, it's very empowering to recognize that and to kind of almost sit back To, to say, okay, I can see your view. Um, I know my own truth. And, and just let it be. Exactly. You know? it, it, it's very healing. I would say that's quite, um, can be transformative. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Take some practice though, <laughs> I feel. Ah, Susan. Yeah. So we are coming to an end here. And oh no, that's gone quick. <laughs> When it's interesting, it's always going fast. Thank you so much for this lovely conversation and your okay. sharings. Uh, how could people reach you if they want to use your services or to oh, know more about they, I have a website at 
and then purplefeather.org.uk. Excellent. So purple and then like feather, the bird's feather. I will write it in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks again. Namaste. Namaste. If you listener like it, give us a thumbs up wherever you watch it or listen to it. <laughs> and uh, you can also subscribe for the podcast. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Klarna. Remember to follow us on social media and get connected. Visit our website, conversationswithklarna.com for show notes and additional episodes. And if you like this broadcast, please share it with your friends to help us empower more women to live an authentic and happy life and make this world a better place for everyone.